0: It is now October 31st, Halloween night, or Halloween day, depending on whatever time you decide to listen to us. Or it could be November 3rd. You never know. But as promised, I am delivering an episode on Halloween. I know it may be a lot to ask for, but I'm not one to break my promises. So, as I said in previous episodes at the end, that I was going to talk about something that's taboo. Something that's, that's a little creepy. Something that's scary. Something very shocking. And looking at it now, so yeah, some of the scenes in this may be a little hokey, maybe a little cheesy, but it's real. The thought of it is real. And it's crazy to think that in this day and age, you can access videos like this, you know, with the click of a mouse or which it sounds makes me sound really dated or maybe on your phones. It's crazy the amount of things that we couldn't get then that we that we can get now. With that being said, this 1978 documentary quickly became one of the greatest, one of the most revered underground cult classics of all time. And if you haven't figured it out by the title of this episode, <laughs> we're talking about Faces of Death. Growing up in the 90s, Faces of Death was stuff of legend. It felt more like an urban legend to me because I heard about it. I have never saw it. I never saw an advertisement for it. Nothing. I I just kept hearing everyone talk about these different scenes and and what was going on and and how they they, they hid it from their parents so they wouldn't get in trouble. But then, to me, I was kind of like, I I need to watch this. It felt very macabre to even think about it now, but I I needed to watch it. There was no way in hell that I wasn't going to watch this film that everybody at school was talking about. We're all like that. I remember going home and asking my dad Hey, have you ever heard of Faces of Death? And this is, mind you, this is around the dinner table My mom immediately stops Being as nosy as she was Because I was looking directly at my dad And she just jumped right in And, uh, a weird dinner conversation, right? And she immediately stopped me and said You're not watching that shit in my house That this is not gonna happen Don't even think about it Did that stop me? No, that made me want to see that Even more There was now, that was my life's mission, being a fucking 9 or 10 year old, that was my life's mission, I needed to find this. It wasn't quick these days, like, you know, like jumping on the internet and you could watch whatever you want. No, at that time, if you didn't have it, you didn't have it. Whatever VHS you had at home were, guess what? That was exactly what you were going to watch every single time if you couldn't go rent a movie. We didn't have streaming, none of that other stuff. I, I really sound old, but that's exactly how it was. Then one day we were at the flea market and lo and behold, there it was face of death with a cool cover that made it even more the worthwhile to even want this. It had a reaper and had a snake. And then it wasn't just the first movie. It was the whole series. And I I immediately looked at my dad and he was like, nope, your mom's going to fucking kill us. I don't feel like hearing it all day long. And you know what? Uh, Maybe later. And I was, I was, you know, I was kind of disappointed and thinking about it now. That's exactly how I would have done it, too, because I would have basically said the same shit to my kids. I don't want to hear your mom. I think every husband dad does things not because they want to but just because they just don't want to fucking hear it all day. And I don't blame my dad for being that way at the flea market. I just like I said, those covers stuck in my mind because they were just these black covers and they had the Reaper on it. it everything just looked cool. Like, everything just popped out at me, and in the sea of VHS covers, those stood out the most. Normally, when someone asks me about my life, I always say, I am the product of skipping school. Now, there is a point to this, by the way. But my parents, you know, were very young when they had me. I don't care what they say. I know I wasn't planned. There's no way in hell you can be that young and have a baby. I literally grew up with my parents. So... It was very hard for them to find a babysitter. And uh, I think everybody was just trying to stick it to them for not being responsible, you know, and making a baby at such a young age. So nobody wanted to watch me. I wasn't a bad kid. Just nobody wanted to watch me. And my parents, instead of not going out, they took me with them. So I went to parties. I went to house parties, being five years old, 10 years old. And I was always stuck in a room where everybody laid their jackets down. Like there was a bed. Somebody threw all their jackets there and like everybody's pile of shit was there. And naturally we were at my cousin's house, which was a common occurrence every weekend. And he had a VHS collection on his wall. And, and it, every time I sat in there, there was, you know, hey, watch something. And he always bought movies. And what did I find that one day, that one glorious day faces a death? There was no way I wasn't going to watch it. It was my only shot to do it without anybody knowing I, I had to take my chance. And when it was done, I didn't know how to process anything. I I couldn't put into words everything that I just saw. I remember feeling like numb. I I didn't know. I didn't know how to feel. I really didn't. Like there's the entertaining isn't the word that that I would use for this ever. But it was one of those things where I I just couldn't take my eyes off of it. There was no way in hell that I was going to not finish watching it until it ended. It was just it, it was intriguing it was just weird and then it made me start thinking about wait a minute how the hell am I gonna die just strange things for a 10 year old to even go through and uh like I said it was just it was crazy it was crazy to think that wow now I know why they didn't want me to watch this shit because it haunted me for a while like oh my god like what is gonna happen to me and like I said at that point in time I didn't know anything uh, I knew video games, I knew wrestling, Ninja Turtles, all this weird shit, and as my parents would say, at that point in time, I didn't even know how to wipe my ass right, so to watch Faces of Death for the first time was just an experience. It's crazy to think that this movie was made for $450,000, and I want you guys to remember that number, four hundred and fifty dollars because... For a film of this magnitude to be made for so little money just blows my mind. And later on, I'm going to explain why I think it, you know, it's just crazy that it was made for that much. But let's get on with the movie itself. Faces of Death, the intro is the most fitting thing for this movie. It's crazy. There's open heart surgery. Then they cut to like a montage of dead bodies. And then we get an autopsy. That's when the opening credits happen. They're pulling this dude's face back over his skull. You know, they're cracking open the rib cage. They're doing everything. They're, you know, obviously performing an autopsy. And then we meet Francis B. Gross, whose placement of his glasses bother the trash out of me. Because they're. it looks like somebody beat the shit out of him. And then the director just said action. But when he's talking after you get over his glasses, he explains as to why he's making this film
1: many years ago I was plagued with a recurring dream there were only two faces that I could recognize a young woman and a priest everything was quiet and the funeral seemed endless I had no reason for this dream It had resembled nothing I'd ever experienced within my lifetime, just the constant images of death existing within a silence that would not respond to my questions. I knew that this dream marked a beginning, the beginning of a journey that would take me around the world in search of an understanding of death. My friends thought me compulsive and insane, while others said I was a distorted fanatic. You will be witness to what I have discovered. May you be the jury but your verdict will be one of self-conviction. I know what I have witnessed. Now it is your turn. Prepare yourself for a journey into a world where each new step may give you a better understanding of your own reality. For I am sure you will gain a new perspective from the many faces of death.
0: After that clip, everything starts getting going. There are so many things in this film that are pretty disturbing but the thing that stands out the most and the thing that i will fast forward through is a lot of the animal stuff they do show slaughterhouses and things like that and there's even a dog fight and it's just it's very disturbing now i know i can watch people get mangled and destroyed on film all day long but when it comes to an animal i, I kind of you know i kind of just i i don't like watching that stuff i didn't you know i, I even tear up on homeward bound when Shadow breaks his leg and he gives up on life. I think I've I mentioned that in one of my earlier episodes, but I just couldn't watch these animals go through any type of torture. So I just kind of, you know, always omit those scenes. And you can, too. There's so many famous scenes in this whole thing. And I'm going to give you three of my my standouts. I won't say in favorites because they're just it's hard to to say favorites when people are dying. But uh. The first one would be Mike Lawrence. Mike Lawrence, at the beginning of that clip of him, the narrator says, you know, Mike Lawrence on this day went berserk. The dude killed his whole family. The cops are surrounding his house. He has barricaded himself in his home and he runs out and he shoots his gun in the air and the cops light his ass up and he like flops like a fish in midair. And It's just a scene to watch because it's really it's real life. It's real life. People are just this crazy, and that really creeped me out. That was the first time I had ever seen something like that even happen on TV, like or anything um, other than unsolved mysteries. But unsolved mysteries doesn't show you anything; it just tells you stories, right? Another one that really sticks out in my mind is the execution by the electric chair. We all have seen that guy. We've seen the GIF. You know, they they sit the dude down and they tape his eyes shut, and it, you know they hit the switch. They hit the switch, he gets electrocuted. Now, looking at it now, it's kind of, you know, it's a little cheesy. It really is. But at that point in time, I had only seen, you know, these type of chair deaths in movies. And all they did was just put that little popcorn bowl over the dude's head and they hit the switch. So it's like, okay, cool. You know, I get it. But the little detail that I really like the most is when they put the tape over the eyes and they explain that tape is put over the eyes so that they won't pop out of the sockets. Nuts. I've, I've, that, like I said, that detail right there really stood out to me because I was like, well, okay, this is obviously real. Remember I'm watching this and I'm giving you the review as I would watch as, as a 10 year old. So, you know, his eyes start bleeding, starts foaming from the mouth and you know, he's dead. That, like I said, the gift there's, there's gifts of this guy, you know, there's pictures, there's videos. You can all go see this online. And like I said, it looks a little cheesy now, but back then, come on, you know, at that age. It was real to me, and I'm assuming to a lot of adults out there, it was real to them too. And the main one, the third one, the last one I'm going to bring you guys, is the most infamous scene of them all. The most talked about scene, that even when I was a kid, everybody kept talking about this, and as an adult, people would talk about this as well, and that's the monkey brain scene. People were paying crazy amounts of money to eat the brain of a monkey, and the ritual was said to have given you more wisdom and bring you closer to God with every bite. Strange, right? They they brought this monkey out. They put him in the middle of a table. They clamped his head and they proceeded to beat him in the head until he died. They cracked open his skull and they served everybody a piece of his brain. And it's one of those small little, you know, monkeys. I, I, I'm not a zoologist, so I'm, I don't even know. The, the, the species of this one or, you know, what kind it is. And I know I said earlier that I couldn't watch animal things happen, but this one was like a car accident. You couldn't take your eyes off of it. There was something I was like, wait, wait, what's going on here? Like, what are they doing? Why are they eating this monkey's brain? It It is exactly what you would think it is. It's the most talked about scene in all the faces of death. And I won't say you should go out and watch it. It's just take my word for it. While each one of these scenes may be hard to look at and and obviously very disturbing, they each have one thing in common. They're all fake. That's right, you heard me. Fake. This was one of the biggest lies I grew up with. It was bigger than Santa Claus. It was bigger than the Tooth Fairy. It was bigger than finding out that Kane and The Undertaker were not brothers. This just completely blew my mind. And that's why I think for $450,000, they made death seem real. A lot more real than any CGI would have done. And a lot more real than any actual big studio film would have done. How do I know this, you ask? Well, let me tell you. It's actually part of the 30th anniversary Blu-ray. I, Like I said, I think I've said this before, but I've own, I do own that Blu-ray. And these were the special features. They were interviews with the editor and the special effects team. And what's crazy about this whole thing is the editor was tasked to make a film, a documentary about real-life death. And in the 60s and the 70s, you could go to any local news station and buy news footage. Just random news footage. And it wouldn't be this footage that they would actually, you know, not, not like the anchors talking or anything. It was a lot of, you know, freelance cameramen who were ambulance chasers, and they would go and, you know, videotape all the aftermath, the bodies on the floor, blood, and brains all over the place, and they would go and sell that to the news. The news would turn around, take 10, 5 seconds out of it, shelve the rest of the footage, plain and simple. And to think that you can actually buy this junk as easily as you could buy a soda from the convenience store is nuts. So he went to the news, bought a box full of stuff, and um, went and pieced it all together. When he made the rough cut, he showed it to the Japanese financers. And they were not having none of it. Not that they were upset with the film. They wanted to see more death. They wanted to see not only the aftermath, but they wanted to see how, what led to that aftermath. And as impossible as it was, there's no way to do it. There really is no way to show you how what led to a death if all you're given is the aftermath. So the whole film studio, the crew... They went ahead and, you know, brainstormed and thought, well, maybe let's just study each reel, each film and mimic everything that they're doing down to the lighting, the camera movements, the scenery, you name it. And they nailed it. Each piece of footage looks identical to the actual, you know, the actual film reel. It's just nuts on how they recreated everything down to the T. That's why I tell everyone that to think for four hundred and fifty thousand dollars, they made a better horror film than anyone today could have made. I don't care what found footage thing that you can think of or, you know, what you know, saw or whatever shitty movies out there that's trying to be super gory. They could not replicate what the team of faces of death did. That whole Mike Lawrence killing complete fake. The whole crew that worked on the film were basically cops. They hired an actor. Even one of the secretaries played his wife with her her throat slit that was laying on the floor. All of it, fake. Looked pretty good. Another big one was, like I said, the execution. The execution through the electric chair, completely fake. Now that you look at it, it it does look really cheesy and really hokey. And the fact that I'm pretty sure there's more to it than just putting tape over the eyes so they don't come out. But when he was foaming, I was like, oh, how, how'd they do that? Maybe an Alka-Seltzer tablet? No. He wasn't doing it for intimidation like on the Little Giants. It was actual toothpaste. Strange, right? And then we get to the monkey. How did they fake the monkey? Well, they actually built a fake monkey. It's just it's that simple. The guy who brought the actual monkey to the table was his handler. If you watch the scene. And they made rubber mallets, and they were beating him in the head with fake rubber mallets that did no harm to the monkey himself at all. But the brains that they were eating was actual cauliflower, some jello, food coloring. Uh, the reactions are the only real thing. The reactions of the people who were eating his brains were the most genuine. Because the cauliflower had went rancid, it went horrible, it just was disgusting and when you see them take that first bite that's a real reaction that is that that's something that you can't put a price on so if you go back and watch that you're going to see this lady's face as she takes one bite out of the brains and she's really looking like she's going to throw up there's also a scene on there where there's this death cult and they go to this ritual place and they're basically cutting open a body and they're rubbing blood all over themselves you know people are just rubbing it all over and they're all naked Uh, I'm assuming all death cults like to be naked, but the whole thing, they were in a black magic store in the back where they did seances and stuff or whatever it is, rituals that they were doing back there. And they asked the people who owned the store, hey, can we use this? This looks really cool. Well, they let them use it and everybody in there was part of the film crew again. So a lot of this is just like, wow, for $450,000, they made believers out of millions of people this whole thing grossed over 40 million dollars altogether and i'm pretty sure they're not making any money from the flea market i know damn well that those tapes sold like hotcakes here in texas um if you've seen them at the flea markets in your area please let me know because i just feel like this movie would have probably made way more than what was actually counted and to think as cheesy as this looks now you know looking back on it a lot of it's just kind of It's like, oh, it kind of looks weird. Um, You can obviously start picking out the fakes, even the assassination videos. Uh, you, You can just tell now. But when it was created and released up until maybe like the mid to late 90s, it was the stuff of legend. It was something that was very hard to find. And when you did, people gave you ugly looks. And as the Internet grew, the Internet grew into this juggernaut that we use every single day of our lives now. There used to be these sites. Now, when Face to Death had ran its course, everybody was talking about Celebritymorgue.com. Um, there was Ogrish. And then the the ever-famous Rotten.com. And nowadays I think it's LiveLeak, I believe it is. And these things are depicting real death without any fabrication whatsoever. And everybody went nuts for it. Where everybody was talking about, hey, if you ever go to Rotten, everybody goes to Rotten.com, right? And those became our new faces of death. This film always prided itself as saying that it was always duplicated. And that's true. Because there was also VHS tapes that came on after, you know, it started to run its course. And there was a ban from television. Now, I remember seeing the commercials for that actual ban from television series on VH1 or MTV and at the end of it, they would always show this woman who's right about to cross the, the train tracks and she's about to get hit. And it would stop right there. Well, my parents ended up buying the whole series. I don't know why. Um, I actually got to watch those. And uh, strangely enough, part two actually had Olympic skater uh, Tanya Harding, her, her sex tape. I don't think anybody wants to watch that. It was kind of like watching, you know, people of walmart.com with porn. Uh, very strange. And then there was one, one that really rivaled Faces of Death, and it was called Traces of Death. It took the original idea of using actual death footage, but it spun it on its head and did not reenact anything. You got to see actual fucking death and a real time autopsy, not any crazy cuts. They were literally doing an autopsy on there, which is just hard to watch. Um, all of this stuff, Faces of Death, Traces of Death, Banned from Television, each one of those is on YouTube. You can go out and search for them, or you can just take my word for it on how screwed up these films are. And no, I'm not a serial killer, and I've never thought about things like that. But these are things that just, you know, once I saw it, it's, one of, it's something that's taboo. You know, it's something you really shouldn't be watching. But you are. Legendary Entertainment this past year 2021 announced that there was going to be a faces of death remake how the hell do you remake this now i for one don't shun away from remakes because some of them are actually really good you know i enjoyed the 2003 texas chainsaw massacre i enjoyed the evil dead remake i don't know if you want to call it that you know some remakes do get a pass you know that's just that's just how it works So I'm not going to sit here and cry that you ruined my childhood Because I'm not going to get into all that But The premise that they gave Is just a little weird The new movie will revolve around a YouTube moderator Whose job is to weed out the offensive And violent content that she sees Obviously all over YouTube But then she comes across A channel that is Recreating a lot of deaths And murders from the original movie And just like All of us She's trying to figure out which ones are fake and which ones are real. So that's the whole gist of the remake. I thought it was strange, but legendary pictures and, and, you know, they've done what the Godzilla movies, uh, they picked up a lot of, you know, stuff for Warner brothers. They, they did the, the King Kong versus Godzilla. I think recently they even picked up the toxic Avenger, which I wouldn't say they recently picked it up, but they just finished filming it. So I, I don't know why or what would compel them to think, hey, let's do a Faces of Death remake. But I'm just going to reserve my judgment until I actually see something. I'm not going to sit and and cry about, you know, maybe a teaser or something. I just hope that it's as shocking, but I highly doubt they'll be able to do anything or get away with everything that they got away with the first time. So since tonight's Halloween, everybody go out and be safe. You can catch me on any one of my social medias that will be linked in the show's description. I'm going to link some other stuff for you from this film. I'm not going to link the film itself because I don't know if they're going to take any of this shit down. But that's all the time that I have for you today. And I'll see you guys next time.